Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello lovely people, that is Laura that you can hear giggling and we have her introduce herself in the background and she's giggling because we were just chatting before um before we recorded and she starts sprouting out some genius and I'm like stop shut up (laughs) we're recording now (laughs) so um you are joining us mid-conversation but we're gonna rewind a little bit but first please introduce yourself let everyone know who you are yeah um I'm Laura Schwartzbaugh and uh I uh have a company called Laura Scout Coaching named after my dog Scout and I I'm an authenticity coach for coaches. I help them realize their real self is their most powerful. Mm, so good. So good. <laughs> like, I mean, we'll speak about this more, but, you know, I think as we moved online and with social media and everything was like image and image and perfect. And I think we saw this big trend of like edited photos and like amazing. And, you know, I get ads all the time for it and, now it's like people are seeing that relationships online are like relationships offline where we just want the authentic like you know um the realness and I think unlearning what we've been told was the right way to do things and was professional and how we should be presenting ourselves as as coaches entrepreneurs (laughs) women parents whatever um and starting to be like no 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 what if I just presented myself as myself? <laughs> yes. How would that go? Yeah. And it's, and it makes sense that it's scary and it makes sense that we think that everyone else is actually the way that they appear yes. on Instagram because, you know, it's just, that's what we're seeing and our brain believes it and it's totally fine and normal that we think that, but it's just not real. And, um, it's, it's, you know, I chose this niche because it's my work first. And so I'm in the practice of it every day. Um, It's not something that I have, you know, I'm perfected and I'm, I'm authentic all of the time. And I feel totally comfortable with it. And I never have any thoughts about it. You know, it's not like that. It's like, why, you know, what's going on in my brain that makes me think that this thing that's real that's happening to me seems like a problem right it's that kind of knee jerk so it's interesting to just like continue to see that and to dive deeper into that and to see that every time I do the work for myself and I see coaches you know I coach coaches every day I just had the most amazing conversation yesterday with someone in 15-hour work mastermind and you know in 29 minutes my ability to coach her and show her what she was doing right in terms of she knew what she wanted she knew what she believed it was all right there but it was under these layers of but what if it doesn't work out these other people 
Yes. And I hope everyone listening noticed what she was saying there, which is when you join the mastermind, you get access to the most brilliant brains and support from the most brilliant brains. And I think that's such a uh, value add of being in this room. Now let's rewind a little bit. Um, I'm even going to rewind earlier than what you were just sharing. I do want to touch on that before we hit record. Um, But I want to rewind a little bit to your decision to be in this room um tell everyone a little bit about the -hmm. process that you went through from wanting to deciding um to be here yeah it was very quick (laughs) um I tend to when I have a strong yes and knowing in my body I am pretty good at acting on that that's something I've always had and now I'm really learning that and recognizing to see that and give myself credit for that more and more and more it's been kind of the lesson of the past six months again, which is fine. (laughs) Um, It's always my lesson, it seems like, but I just was reading your emails and I thought they were super interesting. And I was really proud of you. I remember talking to you about it and being like, oh, I felt such pride because you and I had met a couple of years ago. And, you know, it was just so fun to watch you develop what you were developing in your, um, the way that the particular gifts and focus that you have decided to focus on in terms of time. Right. And just like, blowing everyone's mind with how you think about time mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and how you teach others to do the same, of course. Thank goodness. Um, thank goodness you're not stingy and keeping it all for yourself. <laughs> and, um, and I just remember reading them and reading them and being really intrigued, but just feeling this like love and pride and not thinking about putting myself in the room, but being really interested in reading every single email, right? And you were writing, I think, an email a day, probably, I don't know, I don't remember, but like, you know, it was right before, right when you were really launching and whatever that means. And uh, I just read one email and I read one phrase in the email. I don't even think it was a sentence. And it was about um, when you're not working, not thinking about work right? Not ruminating about work. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that was just like, oh shit, this is what I need. Like, this is what I want for me. Right. And I just decided in that instant, like I have to be in the room Mm -hmm. done Mm -hmm. because all of the other stuff was appealing and powerful, but it didn't speak to me in terms of like, oh, this can help, like this room can help me with that problem. Yeah. Like it helps with when you say you're going to rest. Yeah. I've I've rested when I'm sick. I'm pretty good at resting when I'm physically sick. But this entrepreneur mindset where my brain thinks it has to be thinking about my business all the time is something that I'm still practicing turning off. Yeah. Turning on and believing that I can. And so- it was that one phrase. It was like, oh my God, I got to be in there. And I remember emailing like, wait, stop. I have to be in the room. And I missed the first call because I like, didn't, you know, it just didn't all work out exactly yeah. in time. I didn't get it there in time. And so I just remember being like, I need to be in that room. And I, it's just, it's, it's such phenomenal coaching. It's such high level coaching. I have a PhD. I'm a super, super uh, when it comes to intelligence and it com- comes, comes to high quality coaching, like I'm a snob and I'm like every call, I'm like, damn, that was something. 
Yeah. So I'm going to bring something up now. I don't even know if you'll remember it, but I just remembered it. And I think it's so funny. Um, I remember getting an email from you over six months ago. Don't know when it was about time hackers. And you saying, I'm going to join, but not yet. And I said, why? And you said, because I don't have the time. (laughs) Isn't that so funny, right? Like, because it was never about the time. It was like you say, it was, what is one compelling reason um, in this program was, and that that solution was it. It's so funny because I know there's lots of people listening that are in that same place of like, oh, I don't have the time, thinking that the time is going to change things versus what you just articulated so well, which is the decision to change things. Yes. Yeah. It's not time, everybody. I've now learned. (laughs) I have drunk the Kool-Aid. It is actually true. It's not time. And I've always known that in theory. But when you say you've known something in theory, which I coach on all the time with my clients, um, it means that you really don't know it in your bones. You know what I mean? Like you're not quite ready to maybe act from it as your, I keep saying need your, like as your baseline, right? Yeah. And your baseline doesn't have to be perfect, but when you shift your baseline, which is kind of what I was talking about before with mindset stuff, when you shift to remind, at least reminding yourself, mm. oh yeah, that's right. I've decided that I'm going to believe that it's not time, mm. that it's other things. Mm-hmm. What did I, and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Okay. If it's not time, then what is it? And literally just reminding your brain right? I have this thing called unlimited rodeos policy in my business, which is because a group of us who went to coaching certification together, we went to a rodeo and it it literally was my first rodeo. And I just think that it's very funny, A, that I went to a rodeo in Texas and had a wonderful time. And B, that we use, it's not my first rodeo as a phrase to mean I'm not, you know, it's not, you know, I've been around the block. I've been here. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Right. And so I think that coaches use that against themselves all the time and entrepreneurs and humans, yes. right. Ambitious people in particular, yes. where we think like, I should already know this. I should yes. already. Know. Wait, and that's even, this ties in beautifully to what we were saying before we hit record of, yeah. um, you were saying, so when I teach about the 15 hour mindset and you, and you showed me your notes and like, all the 40 hour mindset and you were saying how um it's like so clear why we believe all of that and we've just been you said swimming in it in fact I want you to say you to say in your words again what you were saying before about how we are swimming in um okay you just speak (laughs) you do it you go (laughs) hand the baton over yes and the microphone over um yeah no I have my notes in front of me of this 15 hour mindset versus 40 hour mindset and when I look in the left hand column which is like the before right the 40 hour mindset which is the mindset that I was born in and raised in and that we all swim in every day it's the oxygen that we're breathing it's the belief that things take time right it's the belief that it's it's just the way of thinking that ties hours to um, success ties hours to productivity to worthiness ties, you know, and so it's just this underlying thing. And it makes so much sense that we go, our brains go back to it every time because we've been learning this since the first day of preschool, mm-hmm. right? It's really embedded. I mean, I was an educator for 27 years, right? And mm-hmm. I have a lot of things to say about education, which we will not discuss on this podcast. But one of them is 
you know, and I'm also a historian and I'm an American historian and my favorite time period is the late 19th, early 20th century. And that's when we made all this shit up. Right. And like, <laughs> most of it was, we made it up, we made it up and we made it up most of all for not just factories, but also like the railroads. Like if you think about time and time zones and all of these things, a lot of it had to do with when, you know, you have to know when the train's gonna be at the station. So we had to construct a whole bunch of things around corporations and transportation and, you know, trying to get everybody on the same page. And it's not that I think we shouldn't have clocks. Okay, I'm not against clocks, <laughs> to be clear. Clocks are allowed. And right, clocks are definitely allowed. Um, Vicky won't take away your clocks or your watches or any of your time pieces, but time is not yet. <laughs> not yet. Right. I know, shit, that's next month. Damn it. <laughs> right, I'm scared. No, but like time is passive. Time is always running in the background doing its thing. And we don't have to credit it or blame it mm. for anything that we're up to. Right. Mm. And, and so how, it's just so interesting because we made it all up. Yeah. And, you know, it, we infused it into our school system. So yeah. if anybody went to school, and I'm talking about public education, because I don't know a lot about private, but yeah, went to school, you learned this crap. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what would you say have been like the biggest lessons for you? What's been able to pull you out of that narrative? Um. I think that the most powerful thing is focusing on the result that I want. Yeah. And just going back to as simple as that sounds, reminding myself, reminding myself, wait a minute, what's the result I'm trying to achieve here? Mm. Like no matter what I'm up to, um, why am I doing this again? What is the result I'm after? And kind of, is this like essential or is this going to move that needle? because that's all that matters to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love is then, you know, figuring out what is the result you want. Yeah. And, and believing in that and giving yourself permission that it's okay to want that result. But then with this work with you, it's that reminder of like, if I'm just focused on the result, I'm solely focused on the result, then what? Yeah, and it's like actually giving your brain less to focus on, but it's oh my gosh. Brain the most uncomfortable thing to focus on because time is measurable. We can see that 59 minutes have passed and we can feel some kind of false safety in that versus yeah. focusing on the result, which is like, well, then I either pass or I fail and I'm exposing myself to failure and like that feels scarier, but that is like literally how you create faster results. Yeah. Yeah, it is scarier. It feels a little bit like free fall, you know, like yes. if I can't count that I put an hour in and I can't check off my to-do list box and I freaking love the to-do list. I'm a to-do list person who makes up shit I've already done, puts it on the to-do list and then crosses it off. I'm one of those people, okay, <laughs> outing myself. Yeah. And because it feels so, it gives our brain that little dopamine hit. Our brain is so proud of us and we can like give, pat ourselves on the shoulder. I'm patting myself on the shoulder, people. I know this is radio. I'm kidding. It's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and we feel good about ourselves. Right. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm focused on the result and I'm not focused on, I'm going to put my butt in the chair for eight hours today and I'm going to do it. Right. 
which is so much easier. It's familiar. It's habitual. It's the way we've always done it. We can put our head on the pillow at night and be proud that we sat in our chair for eight hours. Who cares? Yeah. And then we can blame everything else, right? Because then it's like, well, I did what I was supposed to do. I sat my bum in the chair for eight hours. And so it's everyone else's fault. It's like the people that aren't signing up. It's the computer that went down. It's the like, I don't know, all the different things, but it's like, I did what I was supposed to do, which was put my bum in the chair for eight hours. Right. And what I do and what I think a lot of people do even more than that is we blame ourselves. Well, then I don't know what I'm doing. Oh yeah. Then I did it wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. Right. I've done the eight hours, so I should have the result. And if it didn't happen, then obviously I'm broken. Right. I'm so glad you shared that because I think that actually is the more common response. You're and I, yeah, some we got some blamers out there who blame everybody. Yeah. Well, it's just wrong between both of them, depending on how right. shit. Right, exactly. Yeah. But when I work, you know, the, the coaches I work with, it's almost always the thought it's not working, of course, is one of our brain's favorite thoughts because it's hardwired to look for the negative and scan and keep us safe and all And then we get things. to stop working. If it's not working, then we yeah. get to stop working. Like, okay. And I think the thought that's right with that, that's like that thought's buddy is I'm, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. It's me. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm scanning for the problem, <laughs> it's going to end up on me first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, speaking of buddy thoughts, I think um, <laughs> let's speak about the changing relationship that you have created in this mastermind with yourself. Like, talk to us about yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, um, I have always, you know, since well, have always. I have for for five years or however long I've been a coach. I've been aware and made aware of this idea that my, I am not my thoughts and that, you know, my brain is going to churn out the 60,000, 40,000, however many tens of thousands of thoughts there are. How do they measure that really? Come on. Anyway, lots and lots of thoughts that are happening all the time in my brain, like most of our brains likes to really keep those going. Right. It has a lot of them. They're fast and furious. It's like a fire hose in here. Right? Um, and drinking from a fire hose I'm trying to say, and, um, I, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Speaking of drinking from a firehouse, where was I going? Oh, my relationship. So I know that there's, you know, all of these thoughts and I've been aware of that and that I can, you know, I can think about them and think if they're serving me or if they're useful or if they're going to help me get where I want to go. Not only for a long time, but I've been pretty pissed off at my brain, the mm-hmm. toddler brain, the primitive brain, the lizard brain. I've been pretty pissed off like you know sometimes I like to pretend I'm British I'm so sorry Vicky and I say like the super nanny from days gone by you have to go sit in the naughty chair or the naughty rug right and I say that literally to my brain like like fuck you stop saying these thoughts right Mm. but you had a reel where you talked about being best friends with your brain and I'm sure there was more than just the reel but I happened to catch the reel and I was like wait a minute I could love the quote unquote stupid part of my brain. <laughs> Just like I love, you know, my dog who's pretty stupid. I mean, I love my dog practically more than anyone. Ask people, right? I name my company after him. He's blind, he's 13 and a half, he poops in bed. I mean, all the things. And I love this guy. Yeah. And if I can love so much 
something like a blind dog with horrible breath and just like have him kiss my face every day. I mean, it's a lot of love, people. Certainly, I could love the parts of my brain that are going to offer me again and again these mm. thoughts that aren't necessarily helping me. I could still love it. Yeah. I could be best friends with it. I could yeah. be like, oh my God, best friend. I totally hear you. Yeah. That makes so much sense that you think that we should definitely not do this thing and that this thing is the dumbest thing we're ever going to do. It's totally okay. We're going to do it anyway. And like, I actually feel like I'm going to hug my brain. It's getting weird. I know, but I do. I feel so different now. I actually have it as one of my signs in my office. I have a lot of signs and it's like, be, it says be BFFs with your primitive brain, show her love and certainty and responsibility. Listen to her and love her and then go make your decision. Yes. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up, uh, firstly, because I've seen it help transform you, but also because (laughs) one of the big fears people have about a 15 hour work week is that they're going to have too much time. And what the fear really is, is not too much time. It's time with my own brain. And if we have a shitty relationship with our own brain, then the last thing we want is more time. It's like, you know, imagine having a best friend and like every time you see them, you're like, oh, like I would totally listen to you, but I just need to go through my to-do list and I just need to recheck my social media. Like imagine a friend coming to your house and you're just picking up your phone and scrolling your social media being like, shh, shh, I don't have time for you. I don't have to- you're annoying me. Don't say anything. Please be quiet. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Leave me alone. And that ends up being the relationship we've built with ourselves. And that's why we can fear working so much less because we're coming at it from this shit relationship with ourselves versus creating this amazing relationship with ourselves where we are so willing to listen and even more like actually hang out and just like I was sharing with someone now in the mornings I, I wake up and I just like hang out with my brain in my bed <laughs> before right. getting up. Like I like love that time. It didn't come natural. Like you said, nowhere are we taught this, but I think like part of creating a 15 hour work, we can really letting ourselves work less is changing our relationship with the voices in our head. Yeah. And it's, it's, I love that. Like you're having a play date with your brain every morning. You're just like hanging out like the morning after the sleepover when you're, you know, little and you just hang with your friends and the sleeping bags are all over the floor and you're just like, you don't want it to end. Yeah. You just want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine having that relationship with your own thoughts, no matter what they are. Right. And then I think that's where people get stuck is they think they have to change the thoughts and then they can be friends with their brains, but you can be friends with all the thoughts. It doesn't mean you're going to follow any of them. You could just be like, I love you. Like, of course you think this is terrible idea. You think we're going to die. Yeah. Totally makes sense. I love you. Yeah. My best friend in the whole world has six children. I think that she's crazy. I love her. Yes. Right. I would never do the same things as her. I wouldn't follow her like plan in life. I didn't want to have six children. It would be so terrifying for me to have six children. Yes. So anyway, but I love her. It doesn't stop me from loving her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what would you say? What else would you say have been some like brain bending or aha moments for you so far? So we're like, just shy. We're like, two and a half months in almost. So 
we're going to continue this conversation with the second part after the mastermind's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, what would you say have been some other brain bendy or brain opening? Yeah. Um, I think um, in terms of like believing new things um, mm-hmm. about yourself in particular, or your capabilities or skills, I think having my new first question be, how am I already good at this? Mm-hmm. How am I already doing this? Um, which feels different to me than like, how can I look for evidence that this might work out? For yeah. some reason, this is like, no, no, no. Like literally, how are you already good at this? Yeah. And like, if you, if you, and of course, your brain is going to probably argue with you when you first ask this question. But when you do that and you just sit there and you wait a minute, you start to see, uh, you start to see like, oh, I've done this in the past in this way and that way. And you talk about it like, it can be super simple, right? Like, like I know how to make coffee. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I remember my example was like, well, I know how to make coffee every morning. Like that's not hard. Right. But the examples can also be really big. Like we've talked about, like when I decided to finish my PhD, when I was, you know, already pregnant and all these things, right. Um, or you just like you, it just shifts. Right. Yeah. It's like instant. (laughs) Yes. It's like we we don't remember everything in our lives. Otherwise, remembering it would require the amount of time we've lived. So we would have to relive every single second. And but that's what, brain bendy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so our brain cr- selects memories based on what we are believing, and what we do in this mastermind is we find we put our brain on a treasure hunt to find the things we want it to remember on purpose that are going to fuel us as we go about creating change as we go around and learning these working habits and what I think is so fun about it and this was when you got coached on this was such a great example of it is like it always happens really fast and really easily and we're like I don't know if I'd have any examples oh wait I do have this example about when I did my PhD and and this other example about coffee and it's like Within six seconds, you've got two examples, which right. tells me that you have many examples. And our brain is just, you know, trying to conserve those calories and the energy. And it's like, well, why would we go looking for new stuff? Can't we just keep saying the same thing that we've always been saying? Like, right. come on, give me a break. <laughs> but it's not hard. Right. It's not hard. And you can do that work with your relationship with yourself. You can do that work with relationships with others. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's it, yeah, your past. I mean, I love, you know, rewriting stories from our past from a different perspective when the, when the stories suck, <laughs> when they're not helping us do anything in our present or mm-hmm. our future. And I do that work a lot with my clients, but this is like, it's again, it's kind of like, um, focusing on the result. It's just zeroing in and asking the question, how have you already done this? Yes. And then we're just going to look for that. And the brain's like, well, I know how I have it. It's like, that's fine. How have you? Yeah. Well, I didn't do it here. Okay, that's fine. How have you? But yeah, it happens really fast. Yeah. If you're like, well, I do have one example. Like you raise your hand tentatively, like in class. And you're like, does this count? And it's like, yes, that counts. Yeah. That's an example of this. And then, yeah, your brain can go find some more. Yeah. Another fun thing I've seen you share in the group is like doing more fun things or like, seeing kids or seeing your friends or like not waiting and putting off the like oh I need to finish my launch or create this and then as a reward 
like I think we live in this like reward mentality like rest is a reward or only comes after you know feeling ill instead of one of the shifts I think I've seen in you is like leading with doing nice things for yourself leading with rest so what would you say like from your perspective that was the next one I was going to talk about so you're totally psychic too but which isn't a surprise but anyway um (laughs) many talents Vicky it's many talents um that one is still uncomfortable yeah um and I'm I'm again it's so funny I'm watching my dog gets up every morning eats breakfast goes out does his business comes in plays right it's like the highest party and he barks until I play with him. And it's just like, this is what we're doing now. He's a really, really old man. So he's stuck in his habits, which is fabulous. But his habit is I play first, right? Play first, nap later. That's his day. And that's great. Maybe we'll go for a walk if we're feeling ambitious, depending on how he's feeling, but play first, rest first, not earned, right? You get to do it. And what happens when you do it? what happens to your biochemistry, to your emotional world, to your outlook, to everything? What do you bring to your work? I'm not even going to say day, your work hour, right? Whatever it is that you've decided you're going to work on that day, however long you've decided you're going to work that day if you're working. Yeah. And what happens when you shift that and you just flip the whole thing and it still feels really uncomfortable. It still feels like I'm going to get, you know, arrested. Like, oh, is this allowed? Right. Are the police going to come and tell me like, you can't go do this like totally fun coffee date with a friend in the middle of the workday, which is hysterical because I was a teacher for 27 years. And the main, not the main reason, one of the key reasons I wanted to change my career, probably the key reason to change my career was time freedom. Mm. what we talk about time freedom, because I was sick of peeing at 11, 17 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday and 1235 p.m. You know, Tuesday. Thursday because that was my schedule as a high school teacher. It wasn't fun. I didn't like that. Yeah. I wanted to be able to pee whenever I want. That's why I became an entrepreneur. God, that's a beautiful story. That's such a good story. So I can pee whenever I want. So good. But yeah, putting it first and it, and it is uncomfortable. And again, it makes sense that it's uncomfortable because we've been taught like everything's earned, right? Mm. to have recess after you do your you know reading time or whatever it is at school when you have recess right after if the class is good then we'll have a longer recess blah 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 I mean it's just you know I'm going to education but it's everywhere right mm-hmm. yeah what if what if corporations gave bonuses first ahead of time don't <laughs> earn your bonus you just get a bonus because you're here we love you boom yeah yeah, I'm giving Mavier a bonus before I take maternity leave. I was speaking to my partner about it. I was like, I could give it after. I'm going to give it before. And I think it is like that whole idea, <laughs> like you say, of like, it's not earned, like it's the trust. And it's like, just, the, yeah, I think it's super interesting. And um, she's probably going to listen to this and be like, whoop. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Um, and based off of like, so I kind of bought that up for you and then you responded. So based off of um, the unlearning, the unearning, I think this is the reason why I wanted you guys on now is because I want you to be in the process. I don't want people to listen to this podcast and hear you guys at the end of the mastermind when you're all going to be like, it's so easy. Right. <laughs> and 
I want people to know that like it can be challenging and it can be work and that's that's not a problem because especially when it comes to resting or playing the narrative is that it's supposed to feel so good and then when we go to do it and it doesn't feel good because we're basically detoxing away from our productivity obsession that we've been told is our value and it feels terrible we're like oh why would I do this that feels terrible when I could continue to work let me just do that instead and I'm so glad that you shared about being in it and able to enjoy it and also still able to like do it with the discomfort I think if you are waiting to feel super comfortable about taking rest first or play first like it's not going to happen it's kind of like the combination of the mindset and the willingness to do it with the discomfort and have all the I mean you know I took a few months off last year and my brain was basically a bitch like Mm -hmm. you know what are you doing you're so lazy other people are pregnant all this everything everything that could come up came up and then we got to solve for it but if we don't allow it to come up and we keep thinking you know when it feels right we're never going to get to solve for it. Yes. And I just have to call out the fact that as women and living in and being raised in the patriarchy, mm-hmm. we have that, I think, a hundred thousand times more because we're also supposed to take care of everybody else first, right? Yes. So it's like, not only is it for ourselves, it's also yeah. for everyone else in our lives. Yeah. And that makes us more worthy, right? So our earning, I feel like, we, we just, again, it's in the oxygen, it's in the air. It's, I mean, I'm not paranoid. I'm not saying that we're helpless to this. I'm just saying, be aware of the fact that it's there and it makes so much sense, particularly as a, I think, ambitious woman who's up to something, right. And creating something in the world, you're going to probably have a lot of discomfort because put yourself first and then play first, right. It's like the intersection of those and have a business and have a family like I think we we forget like it's still relatively new (laughs) so new yeah I mean it's so new it's in our lifetime that this stuff has changed yeah totally which is extraordinary well in my lifetime (laughs) I don't know about yours (laughs) but in mine for sure right yeah totally okay (laughs) so you said this was second on your list what else was on your list is there anything else on your list um, the last one is uh, the um, external validation versus internal validation, right? Which is the, um, again, I think my like, results, like result focus and self-validation are my like favorites in terms of my work, right? Mm-hmm. They're the most important to me. I feel like they are the dominoes that if you solve that, you solve thing especially self-validation right even that concept I want everyone to pick up on what she just shared because that is in itself a 15-hour mindset of like there's a domino instead of I need to solve every what I gave them was the 15-hour mindset and and the 40-hour mindset and which ones and every person had a few that were going to drop the dominoes on everything else instead of I need to hit every single one so even that was brilliant that you just shared continue yeah, so it's just for me, I think that internal validation, building that self-trust muscle, which again is my niche, is what I teach on. It's, you know, part of being authentic and real is being comfortable with it yourself first. <laughs> and then being, you know, then feeling totally fine sharing it with the world because you're like, 
all I need to know is that I think this is a good idea. And it, it also really ties in with the play and like the experimentation, right? Because it's like, when I'm self-validating, when I'm saying, hey, I'm going to try this thing and see if it works. And I'm deciding to do this because I want to. And I think it's, I have a hypothesis. I think it's going to be the best thing ever for my clients, my business, blah, 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 right? But we don't know. We're not clairvoyant, unfortunately. I wish we were, but we're not. So we test, right? But that versus the, you know, posting yet another, I'm so curious how you all do this in a, you know, a, a Facebook group or in a place where you're like doing market research, where you're just like trying to find out how everyone else is doing it. Again, totally normal. And what happens if you just stop doing that and you mm. start paying attention to what is working for you and what works for your clients? Because you're the only one who can figure that out. It's your business. You're the CEO, right? Yeah. And I think it's so important. I think like someone else could come out with like a 15 hour uh, mastermind and like it wouldn't impact the growth of my community and the impact it might even accelerate it, but it wouldn't be like they could oh well Vicky's done it so I can do the same thing but it's like it never works like that right like so I'm totally with you and in creating this and when I first had the idea for this it did seem crazy and it did you know and the conversations were like is that really possible and and I had the idea for it before I'd created my own 15-hour work week so I was like this is what I want to help people create before I'd even created it myself. Yeah. And it is that willingness to, uh, to test it and create it and get it wrong and fuck it up and still be like, okay, like, why am I getting it wrong? How could I refine this? How can I make it happen? And I think that's exactly what you're saying. And that's the beautiful thing about the world is every single person has the ability to create something what, that they want to create. And the only reason we don't is because, we're taught, you know, to follow versus to lead. We're taught to externally validate versus self-validate. And what becomes possible for you as you self-validate more and more isn't just the 15-hour work week. It isn't just pioneering a new way of work, but it really is like creating your 15-hour work week, right? Like, yes. like, and what I mean by that is like for everyone, creating radically the shifts that you want to see in the world. And for you, I know it's like, doing the work with coaches for them to be more and more authentic and building community around that and and like really just being all in for like this is my work in this world even if like whatever results happen today whatever my business coach says whatever someone else says <laughs> online you know like whatever it is yes. it's like really taking I, I call it like you know, radical self-responsibility or 120% responsibility where it's like, I'm taking responsibility for everything in my own validation, but also I'm going to go beyond and I'm going to like take a bit extra responsibility as well. Yes. I love that. You just reminded me of something I used to teach. I used to teach research methods to high school students, this Mm -hmm. um, magnificent um, public magnet school. Um, And Students are so used to in high school, smart students are used to their teachers um, assigning them topics or giving them really limited parameters about their topic. Mm-hmm. If they were going to do a research project, like in a history class, it's like you could do, you know, this on this list or something like that, right? 
And one of the things we did was it was, it was, uh, totally without any discipline. So it was cross-disciplinary. So you could research in any area you wanted to, did not matter. And there was nothing to start with except what are you curious about? Mm. And these incredibly smart kids were, it took, it, it was hard for them to figure out what they wanted to do at first, right? Because they're like deer in the headlights, like, wait, I can research whatever. I, I mean, you know, so they're like, I could, I could like, research high school students' attitudes about sex. I'm like, bingo, are you interested in that? Yes, I could do that. Yes, you could do that, right? Or I'm interested in whatever. And so we had like robotics kids doing stuff and we had all, you know, all the things we had students doing, but so many of them wanted to research stuff about high school kids Mm -hmm. and their and their beliefs. They wanted to understand each other. Mm. And the great thing about research is one of the things you have to do is you have to find the gap in the research, right? When you do scholarly peer-reviewed hardcore research, one of the things you got to do is make sure no one else has done this thing. There's some, there's a piece missing. Well, there's no research about adolescence. I mean, there's very little research about adolescence. It's harder because you have to get all kinds of permissions, which we did. We did all the, you know, we did the whole burrito. I don't know what the phrase, but anyway, we did it all. It was super cool. We worked at the hospital and scientists and all the things. And, uh, but they were so curious and they got so into it and they produced these remarkable original research projects that were real, right? And these kids are all in med school and law there. I mean, actually they're all getting married now. They're there. It was a long time ago, but it completely shifted their view of education, right? It's like being going from that student mode yeah. of I have to figure out the right answer. That's yeah. Why I talk about the right answer mindset versus what am I curious about or what do I want to create in the world? Self-validation and following that thread. Yeah. We're not taught in, in school, at least not, you know, sometimes we're taught it in university. Yeah. But in the U.S., you have to pretty much get to grad school before you get there. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> and even when you go to work at corporations, it's the same thing. Yeah. The follower mindset. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, we can teach that. And imagine how innovative the world would be and how much less time it would take. I mean, I look at the COVID vaccine development. And it's like, clearly, we can do things in a much shorter period of time than we think. When People put their heads to it and they focus on the results and they just figure that shit out. I don't know how they did it, but it's astounding that they did it that quickly, right? Yeah. Imagine if we taught that to kids. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, and I've got two more questions for you. Okay. Perfect. One is, so we're going to bring you on again. What are you... Okay. What are you working on for like the rest of the mastermind? Um, I'm just, I'm staying in this practice of um, really focusing on the mindset um, Mm -hmm. and really just raising my awareness of and building the muscle of reminding myself of the possibility of the 15 hour mindset and just coming back to it. I'm viewing it like yoga, like a practice. Mm. And, um, as a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist or whatever, just noticing how I can continue to, um, remind myself of those possibilities and 
that way of looking at it and re, you know, go to that mindset and look at it from that mindset. So kind of switching over to self-validation, switching over to um, results focus, switching over to you don't have to earn your rest. So I think I'm just going to, I'm going to continue to practice and really build my muscles at that. And I don't think that I'm going to get to this like magical place. And at the same time, I think that with the passing of passive time, that's going to go along the whole time. I'm going to notice, you know, in three months time or whenever time, how much better I am at it because of the practice. It's just like yoga, right? Or whatever exercise the listener does, you get better at it. Your tricep muscles get less flabby if you do tricep. Mm. It, it works. Mm, so good. So good. And is there anything that I've not asked you about that you want to share that you want people to know about? I think that it's super, super fun to play around with your thinking about time and be open to how you might have it all wrong. I think that's mm-hmm. just, it's really, really fun and interesting to do that. Yeah. So if, if more hours in doesn't equal more results out, then what? It's just like, oh, damn. Let's look at that. It's so fun. I love it. That is fun. And I do. I feel your enthusiasm after our <laughs> calls. You're always sharing amazing notes with everyone. And it's so fun to have you in the mastermind and the communicate community and contributing. And so I definitely feel that you are like, actually playing with the mastermind and having fun with it and like using the mindsets actually in the program so yeah that's it does feel like it kind of feels like research methods class like we get to experiment and and it's safe and we're working on safety right feeling safe in that because our brain doesn't think it is totally okay and it's like but it feels it's a really wonderful community a wonderful community of feeling really safe to just be like, okay, I thought I could, you know, not think I have to sit my butt in the chair and sit in this office all day. And then I did it again. Right. It's like, oops, I did it again. And then just looking at that and thinking about, okay, let's look at that without self-judgment. Yes. That's it completely. Like we are going to like go back and boomerang sometimes to our previous habits. And that's just an opportunity to learn. I think that's yeah, so yeah. important what you just shared amazing so let people know how they can find out about you and working with you absolutely um i you can find me at laura scout coaching on facebook and instagram and if you're a linkedin person don't worry i am too it's laura sports have fun spelling that good luck <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some links in the show notes so people can definitely find you if not good luck (laughs) good luck peace out baby (laughs) so good thank you so much for your time it's always a pleasure and to get inside your brain and have you share it and appreciate you oh my god thank you it's been so fun talking to you i love talking to you so fun and thank you everyone for listening um enjoy the episode and i will speak to you soon bye loves Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, 
then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickylouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.